Welcome to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Parker and I'm here with Gerardo. We are part of Microsoft Canada and we're here to talk about supply chain and the power that blockchain can bring to it. Hi Gerardo, how are you? Good, how are you? Let's talk about supply chain, the opportunities blockchain can bring. So, so really, why is supply chain one of the industries embracing blockchain first? It's really interesting because actually they call it 2018, 2019, the year of supply chain and blockchain as emerging case. I think one of the key aspects of blockchain being at the center of supply chain is, first of all, the technology will impact the entire cycle. So if you think about the the entirety of the life cycle from the producer up to the customer, there's an impact in each one of those steps. But I think most importantly, there's a, there's a natural uh, way that supply chains are set up for collaboration. So they need each other to share information. They need each other to actually work together to make the supply chain more efficient. So coming with a decentralized technology that will embrace that process is an easier conversation compared to centralized entities that might see, they need to do a bigger transition right. compared to, to supply chain. And one of the key aspects that I see now is there's a lot of conversations around blockchain not being ready for enterprise or for production systems. But those conversations are more around scale, around capacity, transactionality, real time. Supply chain in a a way does not necessarily need to meet that mark right now. Um, One analogy that, that I read was really interesting is even a phone call right now is faster than a supply chain. So it gives you enough time to actually make at all the steps the right decisions and let the system actually build up. So that's one of the main reasons blockchain is already uh, becoming part of the system, even adding value right away. So when we start doing that, it, it, we, we start implementing, it will definitely uh, encourage more collaboration. It just enhance a process that it's already set up in a decentralized manner. Right, just the foundation of a blockchain is, is a shared network what easier industry to leverage it than an already shared industry, and that is, you know, supply chain. It requires a lot of different organizations come together. Absolutely, and that's that's the key point, because when normally we start addressing or even identifying use cases for blockchain, we need that decentralized collaboration or that willingness to bring multiple parties to the conversation. For an industry of supply chain, that that is not a, a, an alien concept. It's very common. They talk to each other, even between similar parties, like transportation, talk to other transportations, but also to different parts of the supply chain, which makes it more easy to actually start that conversation around how blockchain will benefit. They see the acceleration, they see the value, and it can get materialized faster. Right. Okay. So I'm seeing the value, huge value. Let's kind of dive deeper into um, the benefits blockchain can bring to supply chain. Maybe just expand in that. Sure. And I think the best way to provide uh, a view of the benefits, I'll divide the life cycle and probably oversimplify it in three areas. So you can talk about the producer buyer, which is, let's say, on one stream of the supply chain. Mm-hmm. On the other stream, you have the retail consumer side. In the middle, let's call it trade transport, right? So you produce a, you produce a product, it gets traded or transported, and then it, it hits the shelves or the consumer actually buys it, right? Uh, if you see that from those three different perspectives, I always start with the customer because that's the interesting one. It solves a lot of the 
current problems around provenance or the challenges about understanding my product. Now the customers are more aware and want to know more about how their products are being produced, the origin of it, and, and even what we have experienced about recalls, the organic provenance concept. But what is interesting is even from the retailer and the consumer perspective, I call this basically the ability to predict and change the future. And if we come back to the concept of the life cycle of the supply chain being longer than a phone call, that's what it allows you. You could see the supply chain moving in a slow motion manner, and, and that gives the retailer or the, even the customer the capability to change it. A quick example that we, we have been in some discussions is when there's products that actually have expiration dates, right? right? If a retailer has the visibility, and again, it's all about visibility and timing. Having the visibility of an expiry date right now might be when I receive the batch or the product and right. I can take a look and I made, let's call it reactive decisions around it. But if it's specifically once the product is ready for transportation, which is the second step, right. it's interesting that I can make decisions saying, well, there is whether my process is not robust enough or I'm not ready at this point in time to receive that batch that will expire in a specific date. So I can actually hold that and change the, the supply chain cycle to my benefit and the benefit of others. And that's, I think, the key part on that side of the, of the stream, even from the customer, right? From perspective, think about someone who has some level of allergies and they can identify really easily where it was produced, what was the origin, and trigger some effects and make decisions faster. So that's, that's what, how I call it, the predictability and change in the future, because you can see it from inception up to the end. But then if we go to the other side for the producer, it gives a whole lot of insights throughout the life cycle. They can be quite observers in the process and see how their product is being transported, is being sold, and they can make also educated decisions about it. I think it all comes back to decision making. Trade, transport, the same. Different conditions if things happen or change through time. All can actually influence the life cycle at any point, which is one of the basis of blockchain, right? Anyone at any point, any member can update the cycle. That's the opportunity that I see here in those three different different aspects. How do you influence those and change them accordingly? Yeah, I think that that's a good ad, is the whole network from like conception to end user can see the visibility of that rather than say in a certain segment from just the, the producer to, to the, the transport. That would be maybe one system before and they can track that, but now in the whole system we can see it. So that's really where blockchain plays in. But just to move things forward, this, this is great, I, I'm seeing it, but things have been done in the past obviously, like supply chain's not new to this tracking, they're doing it well. How is blockchain really the next step? Like there's other technologies that are, are already out there, but why is blockchain you know, the recommended solution? I think the most important thing, and to your point, and we have already discussed it, supply chain has already trialed this, and probably they have already achieved it. I think but not at the, at the same level that blockchain can enable it. I think the key aspect that I see blockchain uh, enhancing the supply chain is when the decisions or the, the value decisions that are made at the business level, the actual value defined there, it's preserved once it actually is implemented. And let me give you an example of what that means. In the traditional way, let's say two, two boardrooms or two executives of different parts of the supply chain agree on sharing and collaborating information because they see the value of sharing, making decisions in a more educated manner, forecasting, et cetera. 
once we start moving that decision to the technology aspect of it, there's in the traditional model or the traditional technology, you start to consider, oh, they're going to have access to my production database. They're going to have, I need to consider security, access controls. And it's all those requirements, the non-functional requirements pile up, the trade-off and the value of the, of, of the original decision gets lower and lower to the extent that sometimes the, the final middle point it doesn't really bring value to the business. You will invest a lot of money, you will set up a big infrastructure, and at the end of the day, the all agreement from the perspective of compliance, security, et cetera, will be a couple of data points to share, which will give them some education, but not the true full-blown value that was originally envisioned. With blockchain, we can actually solve all that. We let the technology of blockchain drive that trust, drive that transparency, so it's easier for even any decision maker to define a value or a benefit and see it through like for like. I think that's where the potential is and that's truly what the challenge that it will solve is definitely you can do it today, but the actual setup, the time that it needs to happen, it takes too long. So how do you actually do that? And I think the other aspect is how do you enhance or, or leverage this enhancement by still using your enterprise systems that you need, right? You have invested millions of dollars in the supply chain, in ERP systems, in transportation systems, and you just need an enhancement. And right. how do you create that ecosystem of sharing? Definitely is the most important thing. So we've talked a lot about blockchain, yes. Let's dive in a little bit more about this common term we hear about smart contracts and how it can be applicable in this case. Absolutely, and that, that's a great question because the most important thing is to define blockchain on your terms. If you're, whether you are a consumer retailer, how, how do you make it work for your own benefit? And privacy is one of them, right? There's a lot of comparisons between the public blockchain, the private blockchain. I think that's where enterprise blockchain comes handy is you don't have to share it all. It's not a binary one or zero conversation. It's what is the, what is the right information and what are the right decisions that we, we can predefine that makes our process leaner, our process faster. Right. I think that's, that's the key of the conversation. And to your point, I think there's multiple shades of trust that you can define in a conversation with your different parties. And even it, it's not a like for like. If I define a trust level, from the producer perspective, it might change at the transportation level or the trade or even at the customer level, right? It's different combinations. It's not just one single exposure of all truths. How do we make this effective is, to your point, how do we enable specific aspects of the blockchain available, uh, sharing data, uh, the self-execution, which is basically agreement on actions, right? How do we have a collective agreement on taking a specific actions in, 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 uh, in presence of an event or, or something that happened. So when we achieve that, I mean, you don't have to solve at all. Start with the minimum uh, viable set of data, the minimum viable parts of the process that you can automate, and then you can take it and evolve it from there. So I'm seeing kind of three big kind of buckets of, of benefits for, for businesses. The understanding, time, and price. So understanding you get greater visibility in what the network is doing. If you can see that, you can cut down on processes, save time and money. Can you just maybe 
give your, your last few thoughts on what the, the drivers are for business value supply chain. Absolutely. Supply chain has been one of the industries really heavy on optimization, lean, and, and all the different practices. What blockchain will bring to that is the automation aspect of it, right? There's already leaner, leaner ways of doing supply chain, but if you can automate, and I like the concept of self-execution. Once you agree on the steps, and that the platform takes care of that self-execution, then you can focus your efforts on the, the real things that matter from perspective of disputes or a, specifics, a specific aspect that has not been addressed before. But as soon as it becomes a pattern, it can be automated and it will give you a lot more flexibility and scalability. I think the other aspect is decision-making. For me, that, that's, that's key. Imagine having everyone in the supply chain having that open discussion on what is the data that is needed to make better decisions. That, that, that really expands and augments the concept of collaboration. And I think this industry specifically can be the leading industry to show that example of collaboration at the biggest level. And then I think the most important one is new business models and sources of revenue. Things that you have never imagined will be possible because you assume the steps of a life cycle in the supply chain are established. Now with this automation, you can start thinking one level up and say, hey, how about, for example, getting close the supply chain to real-time decisions when it's needed. So, and that, when that happens, the, the blockchain will provide the right level of data at the station transparency to make those decisions happen. So with that, collaboration, automation, and knowledge and, and, and decision making, I think that's where this industry is heading. Absolutely. Wow, there's exciting times ahead for the supply chain using blockchain. This is great. So thank you for listening. This is the Accelerate podcast. I'm Parker and I'm with Gerardo. And we want to hear your thoughts on blockchain on our social channels. Follow us at Microsoft Canada to keep the conversation going. Thank you very much. Thank you.